Ready for episode four of the IndyCar Fan Podcast. Yeah, me too. I'm ready for the IndyCar season. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Right around the corner. It's going to off season. Yep. So yeah. um, from here on, it's going to be pretty heavy-duty, jam-packed action every weekend, except pretty much every weekend, I think, until the first weekend of May, and then a couple of days off, and back to yeah. um, Great. the road course, and then on to the Indianapolis 500. So yeah, starting this weekend at Barber Motorsports Park. I'm psyched. Yeah, and uh, we've got full field of, of, you know, we got a big old packed entry list, too. By my count, there's 24 full-time cars, 20 of them with full-time drivers, and then the rest kind of alternating road and street course drivers or, you know, drivers doing part-time schedule. But 24 cars, that's a healthy car count. Yeah, and I think we'll have a few more extras at um, the some of the, like, the road course before Indy and later in the season, it looks like we're adding cars for the California West coast swing. So yeah, yeah it should be no problem fielding 33 for the 500. It looks like right now there's, I think there's 35, maybe 36. Yeah. I've heard we're um, looking at 36 trying to make the race. Cool. Well, let's go down the list and talk about why don't we start, go alphabetical, start with AJ Foyt and just uh, go down the driver lineup. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, AJ Foyt, they've got Dalton Kellett back for another season in car number four, and then Sebastian Bourdais both doing uh, doing the full season for AJ. And then looks like they're going to have a car for J.R. Hildebrand at the 500, and then one for Charlie Kimball for the 500 and the Grand Prix as well a couple weeks before that. Yeah, so no question Bourdais is the, the lead driver. I mean, he's going to, I think, contend for wins, or at least top tens pretty much every week. He's the clear-cut number one. Uh, Kellett um, running the full season. Hopefully he'll get some valuable experience and be able to crack into some of the top ten, you know, get some good finishes. And then, obviously, at the 500, you never know what's going to happen. Hildebrand almost won the race once before, so he'll be he'll be good. Um, Charlie Kimball, when things are going right for him, is really fast. He's done well at Indy, so um, going to be pretty cool. I hope, I'm hoping, hoping for big things from AJ's team. Yeah, me too. I'm actually kind of psyched to see what Bourdais does doing a full season for him because I just remember being at the Harvest Grand Prix last year. And uh, I, if I remember right, both of those races, Bourdais was kind of stuck at the back and he was in a car that was painted all black that almost like blended in with the asphalt. He was hard to spot on track. Um, almost went by unnoticed and then they go down to St. Pete and he's just flying and bags a top five. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty psyched to see what he can do with uh, that team. You got to remember that he he didn't run Indy. I don't think he raced. I think that was probably his first race of the season. And I so you're right about a, that, yeah. So with the weird COVID um, year for all the different race series, he probably didn't get much. You know, he, almost no time behind the wheel. And so, you know, it takes a while to to get these things set up to your liking. And um, he probably just didn't have time. But by the time he got down to to St. Pete, he was. Was full speed ahead, and um, yeah. it showed. It really so, did. Yeah. I mean, he was really impressive that weekend. So um, yeah, that, that's uh, so things are looking up for AJ. I'm hoping, always hoping AJ, um, you know, has gets the results. Yeah, 
Uh, so then we go to Andretti Autosport. He's got four full-time entries. They picked up James Hinchcliffe, lost Marco Andretti, but Marco's still going to be doing the 500. Yeah, so Andretti's going to be solid, and they, they took Colton Herta, which was um, – under- yeah, Harding yeah. and Steinbrenner. Before. Yeah, yeah. I guess Mike Harding is no longer a team owner, unfortunately. And, I mean, he, you know, when he brought that team in probably four or five years ago, he was good right away and was well-staffed and got good results with Gabby. Um, who else Who else did he run? Yeah, I'm trying um, to remember. But it was really cool to see a, a small team like that, you know, turn heads and then, obviously, uh, when they put Herta in the car, then they really started turning some heads and got wins. And and so, anyway, it was pretty <laughs> – Yeah. Love to see these new teams come in. So, hopefully, Harding's working somewhere behind the scenes and he's going to put something together for later this season or next year. I, I think it's probably too late for Indy this year. But, um, anyway. Yeah. So, back to Andretti. Yeah, um, solid lineup with, uh, I guess, you know, Colton Herta by, by far the youngest. And um, – and then uh, with Rossi, almost 30 years old, Hunter Ray, the elder statesman, and Hinch, I forget how mm-hmm. Hinch has been around a long time too, but they've all gotten their share of wins. And uh, Yeah, that's a pretty stacked driver lineup. Yep. Uh, and last yeah, year... Yeah, I mean, I look for them. It, it seemed like it took them a little while to get rolling last year. I think that's where you what you were about to say, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, they definitely kind of came into their own towards the end of the season. Yeah, I was going to say last year, I think a lot of people had Rossi projected as the, to be the champ. And um, yep. they just... I was one of those people. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't... They just did, couldn't get it going for whatever reason. And, um, yeah. you know, remember last year was the first first season with the aero screen. So... Um, yeah. I guess that threw kind of a curveball at everybody. And, and um, Andretti, I guess, you know... Just got off to a slow start, but but last year Colton was the he was the star of the team last year. So um, yeah, he really was. I think this year he's going to be. I think he's going to be the guy on that team to beat. Yeah i <clears throat> I think this could be good for Marco too to step away and focus on just the five hundred, which I mean really has been his bread and butter for the last few years. Anyways, um, sounds like he's going to try his hand at at some other categories of motorsports, maybe do like some sports car racing or something. I haven't really read into that too much, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it could be good for him to kind of remove some of the pressure of being a full-time driver and just show up to Indy, show up to the 500, you know, totally locked in, ready to go. Yeah. I do wonder about how difficult it would be to just jump in an Indy car, you know, and race. That's the sixth race of the year just kind of jump in in a one-off and then go out and try to compete on race day with guys who are doing a full season. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I do think there's some merit. Like I do think that could wind up being a good thing for him. I think if your one race is Indy, I think it's probably less of a disadvantage because you got the whole week of practice, a couple of days of qualifying. You got additional practice after that, uh, before the race. <clears throat> so, um, and also with, he's going to have, uh, four other team cars, you know, to share ideas with. So, yeah, um, I don't think it's going to hurt him. And can you imagine if he won the thing? I mean, think of all the years. I, I can't, I don't know if there's ever, has there been a year without an Andretti since Mario showed up? I should know this, 
but um, I don't. Well, I I don't think there has. And Mario won the race fifty-two years ago, and I think it was his. Yeah. Uh, you know, probably his. I think his fourth start. You figured he was going to win a bunch more because he was always in the front, and then Michael was just mm-hmm. incredible. Um, seemed like he was ran up front almost every year from the time he was a rookie, but just somehow never got the win. Marco's rookie year. He led the race coming out of turn four. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. The dude has the lead on the last corner of the last lap of the Indy 500 and still, you know. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Hornish no. had the big draft, and, you know, what was he going to do? Stick him into the inside wall? I mean, so yeah, no, I mean it's just he, one of those he, things. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, um, you're absolutely right. But so heartbreaking but he is always good it was great to see him get the pole last year too that was definitely one of the highlights of the you know kind of the feel-good moment of the season i'd say for sure so all right well that'll be interesting so yep move on down to arrow mclaren things are mm-hmm. looking up for arrow mclaren since yeah, especially I mean, since two years ago yeah when they failed to make the 500 um i guess yeah. bounced off rock bottom there and it's been it's been uh up you know, they've been clawing their way back in ever since, but yeah, they, they've been looking very strong towards the end of last year. And I mean, award, the guys looked amazing all through the ladder system, but even, you know, even having come up through the IndyCar ladder system strong, I think most of the IndyCar fan base is probably a little bit surprised at just how quickly he got going and how competitive he was last year. But I mean, between him and Felix, it's hard to say. I would guess that he'd maybe be the number one driver, but also Felix coming away from um, Ganassi, who knows? He's, you know, they had that crazy, they had that awesome fight for Road America last year. They're two really good drivers. And it looks like that team's just gotten really, really strong over the past year or two. Yeah. So I think that's going to be really exciting. And then they added um, the crafty veteran Juan Pablo Montoya, who's I think <laughs> won two out of, I forget how many 500s he's been in. Not many, I think five, and he's won two of them. So um, yeah, his <laughs> conversion amazing. rate's really high, and uh, he looked good in the in the testing last week. So um, yeah, those three cars are going to be they're going to be something to watch. And it looks like Montoya's entered for the um, IndyCar Grand Prix at the beginning of May. Yeah, yeah, May yeah, they got also. the Grand Prix as well. So, yep. Yeah, so that'll be cool. I'm definitely excited to see what that team does this year you know if they're really truly up there with the big dogs every race weekend or uh i don't know i i I like it though i like that team i like the driver lineup and everything it is pretty crazy how far they've come since you know they got bumped out of the 500 a couple years ago yeah i've seen some of the um some of the indycar riders uh robin miller in particular who thinks who projects uh Award as the cha- I think he picked him as the champ over Colton Herta. So expectations are, yeah. are pretty high. Pretty high. I you know when when if they put out IndyCar championship odds before the start of the season like they usually do. I keep checking and nothing's up yet. But that I'd be curious to see where they place the award. I I mean I do think it's a little bit of a long shot to just go ahead and say this guy's going to be a contender for the championship. Um, he, I mean, obviously looks really strong, but I don't know. I'd be curious to see what kind of odds they give him. You know, if he's up there around 15, 20 to one, that might be worth a little bit of money. I think speaking of odds, I think that, um, IndyCar, 
would be well served to start talking to a couple of these betting sites and make sure their odds are posted. Because when you go look for yeah. odds, you always see NASCAR odds, Formula One odds are everywhere, but IndyCar, it's tough to find and it's spotty. Sometimes you'll, sp- you'll see it on Bovada. Other times it's not there. And, um, yep. and you know, people bet, people like to bet it, it's, it's, uh, increases the interest in the, in the event especially for the youngsters yeah. who are, you know, doing everything on their uh, phone. So I think IndyCar, yeah, I, I, you know, should either partner up with some of these websites or at least get in their ear and, and, um, and push to have some, some odds posted. I agree. I've gotten my friends to watch some big races that way. I'll usually, you get a little gambling group chat going and I'll drop my picks in uh, when I see something I like on any given weekend. But, I won some of my friends a bunch of money on Sato on the 500 last year, and then um, I told the boys to take McDowell on the 500, and so that was in the Daytona 500, the other 500, uh, you know, <laughs> big stock car race, and they, they, and that was like 200 to one or something, and they were just going nuts, you know. I won these guys so much money with that pick, um, and so they're all jacks for racing season now, and I'm like, you guys just wait until any car season starts. That's when you're really going to start getting some tasty odds, some tasty races. Yeah, I mean, so they're, you know, they're tuned in. They're watching Xfinity because you can always find odds on the Xfinity. You can probably find odds on the truck races, Cup, no problem, yep. MotoGP. There's there's all kinds of stuff that um, that you'll find. Yeah, you can get and, supercars too. I put like $10 on Cameron Waters to win the supercars championship as well. Yeah, but I just looked about an hour ago for any IndyCar preseason odds or any odds on on Barber and just couldn't find anything. So that's a little frustrating. We should maybe uh, open our own book and start making odds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should. Not a bad idea. (laughs) Um, I think they usually show up around Wednesday or Thursday, but with a condensed schedule, I don't know exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I totally agree on that sentiment. Because I would think that um, we could definitely spot some opportunity there if, if Vegas threw up some, you know, some championship odds. But yeah, anyway, we'll keep our eye open. And if we get a chance to talk about actual odds that are posted, we will. But it's not, it doesn't look like it's going to happen before Barber. All right. So Carlin. Uh, yeah. Right, ready to move on. So to then Carlin. we have Carlin. Yep. Um, looks like they've got just the one car entered with. Chilton for the road courses plus the 500 and then seems like they're they're going to have somebody else do the other ovals the two races at Texas and Gateway right he's in every race except for the three ovals uh that are not Indianapolis and last year Connor Daly yeah. filled that role and he may end up I think if if we look at Daly's schedule he may have some availability for those the three ovals I think he does yeah so that that's a that's a definite, you know, it's a possibility, but um, that's about the only seat right now that is uh, not confirmed. And we're down to yeah. three weeks, I guess, until Texas. So my guess yeah. is it's going to be Connor Daly, for, at least for Texas. But we'll see. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be, it'd be a popular decision to put him in the car for sure. That would be. I think it was it last year. Uh, Daly had a couple really good races uh, on the ovals for Carlin, and Max looked good at times too. So, you know, when they're hooked up, they can compete, even though they're just a one-car team. 
Um, yeah. You know, so wish them, uh, hopefully they have a good season. And then, yep, absolutely. So then we move on to one of the, one of the biggies chip Ganassi racing. Very interesting yeah. this year. Going to be very interesting. Yeah. So they, they picked up Pelot. They put him in uh Rosenquist sold ride. That'll be really interesting. Um, and then of course they've got Erickson back for a full season. They've got Dixon back for a full season and then they've got Jimmy Johnson on the road courses and Tony Kanaan, <laughs> two racing vets uh, doing the ovals in that car. Yeah, that's, the that's a pretty gonna, sweet team. Yeah, the 48 is going to be a fan favorite. I think if, if you get NASCAR fans watching, hopefully they'll finally start rooting for Jimmy Johnson. I, <laughs> I think they watched him for the last <laughs> 20 years, and I don't know that anybody – I'm sure there was a handful. But um, yeah. anyway, maybe, um, you know – we'll draw in some NASCAR viewers and then they'll get a taste of IndyCar and, and they'll probably realize after watching Jimmy that it's, it's a pretty solid field. I think, I think it's going to yeah. be tough for, for Jimmy Johnson to qualify anywhere in the t- near the top half of the field, run anywhere near the top half of the field. Obviously there's, there's undercut, there's different strategies. There's, you know, there's ways to, to, that he can move on up, but, it's going to be tough to find the pace to be able to make passes um, yeah. in any of these road course events for him, at least for the first half of the season. Yeah, you got to give the guy props. Though. I mean, he's got nothing to prove. He's like one of the most, maybe I got to brush up on my numbers, but maybe the most successful NASCAR driver of all time, depending on what you look at. And he's just like, yeah, I've always wanted to do IndyCar. They've got the aero screens on them now, so I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. And I, I wish him luck, man. I, I hope he's, I hope he's got the speed. I really don't know what to expect, but I got to imagine coming from a background in stock car racing, um, a full career in stock car racing, it's gotta be pretty jump, tough to just jump in a super lightweight, you know, indie car with a ton of downforce on it and then go out there and try to compete with guys who have been doing this, this discipline of racing for their entire life. Yeah. It's just, I think the the sport has become, it's, it's, you know, physically it's, it's challenging and it's become kind of a young man's game. I know Dixon was the champion last year. He was 41 years old, but, um, he's kind of a freak of nature, but, uh, for the most part, the, the IndyCar racing is younger than it's ever been. And all, you know, even if you go back to cart and USAC and it's IRL, it's way younger than it's ever been. I mean, got 19 year olds, 20 year olds. I think, um, I think VK's, 20, maybe 21 now. And so you got contenders now that are, you know, between 20 and 25 years old and people aging out when they, when they get, you know, over 40. So I think, um, to step in as a, I don't even know how old he is. I know he's in his forties. He's a great, I just looked up. He's 45. Yeah. And when guys like Kanan are sort of getting shuffled out on the road courses, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really yeah. tough, but it'll be interesting. So, um, and then stick with that car. TK's, he's still great on the ovals, and I'm sure he's still got it on the road courses too. It just wasn't able to show with AJ, but he'll contend in yeah. all those oval races. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great to have Tony Kanon still around. Yeah, we probably don't have to say much about Scott Dixon. I mean, there's not there's not much that we can add to any of the conversations that have already happened. Obviously, he's gonna True. he's gonna potentially 
and maybe likely be the champ again. Who knows? But um, Marcus Erickson, I think there's probably, you know, a little pressure on him now. This is his, I, is it his third season? Full time? Yeah, he's I gonna. Check. I think he's going to have to put up, he's going to have to post some results, especially with Pelo as a new teammate. They're sort of almost identical in age. And um, so those two are going to be, I think there's going to be some, some competition in, in the team between those two. Yeah. Yeah. That'll certainly be interesting. Um, yeah. Cool to see Pelot in a, a, you know, a, a, yeah. a weekly contending car, you know, that, I mean, he's a guy, how old is Alex Pelot? Like he's, he's I'm going to guess 21 he's 24. No, I think he's 24. Yeah. 24. Yep. Yeah. And he had a, Rock solid showing last year, some great results, and um, yeah, I mean, this will be hopefully this will be a big season for him. Definitely get an opportunity with, at some wins. So, you know, if you if you're talking about Polo potentially in the win column, then um, I think that's what puts pressure on Erickson. There's no reason why yeah. he shouldn't be in the win column too. So, I know there's only 17 sure. races. And uh, a lot of a lot of potential winners, but you got to notch one here sooner or later. Okay, um, Dale Coyne, yeah, continues to shuffle his lineup, but always finds interesting drivers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's got Roman Grosjean in one of his cars on the road course this year. That's awesome. Yeah, I always get so excited when these Formula One guys come over and try IndyCar. It's just so cool, you know. You these guys are. Absolutely the best of the best, and Grosjean's got – he's got about 10 years in – I don't know if it's 10 consecutive years because I think there are a few in between his rookie year and then when he came back and, and uh, resumed racing in Formula 1. But he's got tons of Formula 1 experience. The guy's shown, you know, incredible amounts of speed in that discipline, just never, you know, getting a shot in a competitive car. And now here he is in IndyCar, which is, you know, car to car, the competition is a lot closer and everything, and he's just – yeah, it's gung ho. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, so it's always it's always um, watching Formula One. I love watching Formula One, but but it's hard to know exactly what the drivers are bringing to the table because mm-hmm. the cars can be so wildly different. So you always you know really the only comparison is is against their against their direct teammate. And there's team orders and you know the engineering that goes into the car is such that they can design it more around one driver than the other. So it's it's really hard to tell. Who's got yeah. what? But here, you know, everybody's got the same stuff. And um, Dale Coyne's not Penske, not Ganassi, but he's put winners together before. So yeah. um, you never know. I mean, certain tracks, certain race conditions, um, Dale Coyne cars can win. And so it'd be pretty cool to see Grosjean get a win or two. I, I don't know what his record was before Formula One. I'm sure it was awesome. He's a good yeah. driver. But um, hasn't been in the wind column in a long time, that's for sure, because he's been in Formula One so long. So he's probably hungry. I'm really looking I'm, forward I'm to I'm sure seeing. he is. Yeah. 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 Should be cool. And then he, uh, he's he got Pietro Fittipaldi in the car. They're sharing that car with Pietro Fittipaldi. Pietro's going to do the ovals, and he's sticking to the road courses. Yeah. Don't know much about Fittipaldi, um, I know the name, obviously, and he's done a few races here and there. I don't know that he's – I wouldn't 
I guess, qualify him as an oval specialist. But, yeah, you know, um, I it's he's taking whatever opportunity he can get, and um, and hopefully he'll put some good races together when he gets a chance. And then Ed Jones back in the series. Yeah, yeah. He how did he miss? Was it just last year? Or was he out for a couple? I think it was. I think it was just last year. Um, he was a Ganassi driver a couple of years ago. Maybe he's been out a couple of years. We probably should have looked that up. But he's back yeah. now. And, you know, with the, I think his name is it's a pretty basic name. It's kind of like Tom Smith. So it's it doesn't right. really jump out at you. But he's been – he's he was pretty good. He's had some results. I can't – I don't think he's ever won. No, but, but he, he, has, he has shown some – yeah, I mean, he has had some really good results. I feel like he does kind of fly under the radar with a name like Ed Jones and just – you know, obviously I don't know him personally or anything, but – just from what I gather by what I see on TV, he seems like a pretty, you know, his personality is to kind of fly under the radar. He's kind of a quiet guy, you know, he's not super flashy or anything like that. Um, but yeah, he puts it together and he definitely belongs in the series. No doubt about that. For sure. Okay. Well, let's keep moving here. Ed Carpenter racing. Yep. Of course, Ed's going to wheel I love it. it. Ed's going to wheel it at the ovals, um, including Indy where he's uh-huh. always, always good. And, yep. um, and he's going to, he's going to share that car with daily Daly's taking it on the road courses. It looks like, and then he's got another car, a third car for daily, the 500 and then VK doing another full season with Ed Carpenter. Yeah. VK. I've got high hopes for VK. I think he's, he's like, he's a true talent. And, um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's up front all weekend here at Barber, but we'll see if he can yeah. keep it on the track. I know his finger's a little sore after stuffing it into the wall at Indy. He broke a knuckle. But... <laughs> yeah, oh, that crash looked gnarly. He just slammed that thing. Yeah, that was tough. But uh, <laughs> yeah. tough. I guess probably tougher on the budget than it was on his body, though, because he, he didn't, in the interviews, he, he, looked, he looked fine. He was all smiles, but uh, the car took a beating. Tough way to start the season. Yeah. So um, hopefully he gets off to a smoother start. Uh, last yeah, year was kind I mean, of a that start. Didn't, I was yeah. going to say, last year, didn't he crash like in the opening practice session at Texas or have a couple spins or something? He did, yeah. Um, yeah. Then he gathered it up and recovered. He was, after that, he was he was awesome all year. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, a guy like Carpenter, he, you know, he's always a fan favorite around Indianapolis. I'm sure that he's, going to be some people's he hasn't really shown in the last I don't think he had a great race last year from what I remember but he's always you know I feel like he'll probably be an early favorite for the 500 for some people um I know in 2018 I remember that race was basically him versus power versus Kanan all day those guys were flying and really leaning on each other and uh daily too is you know cool to see him on the road course great to have him around it'd be cool if they do get him in that uh, if they get him to share the car with children for the races, he's not currently entered in, but I like seeing him, uh, you know, I like seeing Ed give him a third car for the 500. It's definitely a, uh, hometown team too, based in Indy Carpenter from Indy Connor Daly from Indy. So the fans jump on that. And, um, you know, if they're up front, I'm sure a large portion of the fans will, will be pushing for him. 
Yeah, they'll be loving it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So then, next on the list is Meyer Shank Racing. They've they've got uh, Jack Harvey another full season with them, like he did last year. And then it looks like they've got a car for Elio for the 500, and then uh, some of the road courses later in the season. Yeah. So I thought Harvey was was really cool last year. I mean, he was. You know, he put these good qualifying runs together here and there, and you wonder if he was going to be able to hold on to those positions. But you know, he did. I mean, he would. He did. He, yeah, he's he's a potential race winner this year. Yeah, he's. I mean, he absolutely he surprised me last year. He he seemed to be very consistently in the top ten, and uh, you know, Meyer Shank is a relatively new team as well, but. Yeah, he's just just right there every race. So it'd be cool to see how he does this year. Yep. And uh of course Helio um running the five hundred. That's a that's a pretty good bet if you're a car owner. Yeah. Yeah, although I had Castro Nevis, he was like, you know, qualifying at the back for the five hundred last year. I got I wanna say like I feel like it was 40 to one, but that sounds ridiculous for Casper Nevis. It might've been more like 25 or something. And I totally expected him to just get right up to the front, you know, before lap a hundred and yeah, he wound up inside the top 10, but he didn't quite get there. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm surprised I mean, he actually made still, the top it's 10. Only Castor Nevis. You can't get this guy. Out. No, but I'm surprised he, he ended up in the top 10 because it looked like he was struggling pretty much the whole race to make any, any ground. It was, the Penske's all sort of had a tough, tough run last year at Indy. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember where Newgarden ended up. I think he was the highest finisher, maybe in the top five, but it didn't come easy for yeah, the like, Penske's last year at Indy, but um, yeah. that's usually, that's kind of rare. So I expect him to bounce back. Anyway, um, Helio's proven that he can win the 500. So yeah. um, if things are. Yeah. You know, the guy just, he's been around forever. He loves IndyCar. So. I I like seeing him with a couple additional entries on the calendar beyond just Indianapolis. Oh yeah, he's great for the series too. Very recognizable and people know him, recognize him, and um, yep, gives a good interview too. So it's fun. Yeah. All right, now Peretta, which we could have. Yeah. Oh, I guess we haven't gotten to Penske yet. But we sort of could could group them with with Penske, um, even though it's. It's uh, I don't know much about the team. I know it's an all female team. And put who's the uh, the principal? They've got De Silvestre on the car for yep. the five hundred. And uh, um, I forget yeah. her. Now that'll be cool. De Silvestre, she's been. When was the last time she was in the Indy five hundred? I'm trying to remember what her last start was. I'm just gonna say it's been at least three or four years. She's probably been in, yeah, at least five or six or seven. I I'm not really sure on that. Um, when we pre- preview yeah. the 500, we will have done a little better homework. But but yeah, she's good. I mean, I was watching actually. I was watching um, some old IndyCar races, just cruising through on YouTube last night and spending a bunch of time. And she's you know she's had some solid solid showings. So. Um, yeah, and she's a basically um, getting help from from Penske for I don't know what what that means exactly, 
but um, mm-hmm. they're sort of partnered up with Penske, so they're going to have access to to good information, good equipment, and uh, you never know. I, I, I'd be shocked if she won the 500, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was able to run in the top 10. Yeah, definitely. She can let it rip. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Yep, so that's her only scheduled race for the year, but that'll be very interesting. And then um, yeah. Ray Hall Letterman. Yep, they've got Ray Hall and Sato both back for uh, a full season, and then it looks like they picked up Ferrucci for the 500 as well for a third car. I think the car that Piggott drove last year. Yeah, so that'll be cool. It's, it'll be good to see Santino yeah. back in. And, and um, Sato, multi-time race winner. I mean, they'll be a contender for sure. I don't think. Yeah, don't Sato. He he won the race at Barber last year. He won last year's race, and obviously the 500 that goes without saying. But there's a guy. I mean, we were just talking about how young the 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 um, driver lineup has become. He, I just looked it up. He's 44 years old right now, so he would have been 43 last year, and he's still out there winning races and showing everybody who's boss. Yeah. Yep. Pretty cool. Is running, yeah, running as well and as Ray ever. Hall too. I feel like both of those guys, they just they, you know, they're they're pretty consistently just right there with the big dogs. I think Ray Hall, um, he's a little overdue for for some wins. It's been a, I don't think he he didn't win last year. I'm trying to remember the year before. I do remember a couple of years ago in Detroit when he I think he dominated both of the races at Detroit. So when when he's hooked up, he can go, but. Um, He's overdue. I'd like to see Graham notch a couple W's this year. Yeah, it looks like actually those two races that he dominated in Detroit, I think those were the last two IndyCar Series races that he's he's won. I don't think that was in 2017. I don't think he's uh, won a race since then, although he's been close a couple times. Yep. Um, and then Ferrucci, though, it's cool to have him in just the 500. He was flying in that race last year i'm a little disappointed that he's not in the series full time yeah i'm with you um not sure what happened there kind of odd to make a jump to nascar now especially when there's no practice you just show up and yeah you know they throw the green <laughs> so it's sort of that's the deck sort of stacked against you if you if you haven't had much seat time in nascar but um so i'm kind of curious about how all that came together and uh, why he wasn't a little more patient looking for an IndyCar ride. Maybe he just figured all the seats were getting snapped up and he liked the opportunity. But this could work out well for him. I mean, you know, RLL has won the 500. Trying to think of when Sato won before. So at least two times out of the last five years. And um, yeah, so he's got a winning car. Yeah. And, <laughs> Should um, be cool. Uh, be cool to see what he does. And then, um, yeah. actually, not on our list here. Before we go, let's go ahead and finish up with Penske. Um, okay. Not a whole lot to say about Penske, really. <laughs> Obviously, you know they're always contenders, but there is a new look with Scott McLaughlin, which will be really interesting. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. I'm psyched to see what he does in IndyCar. Absolutely psyched. I, you know, he was just so good in supercars last year he's dominant and i really only paid attention last year i don't know how he did before that but um yeah he he really showed his stuff over there in australia and then you know you just think about a guy like robert wickens who came from 
DTM, which I don't know, like as far as power and weight and downforce on the cars and stuff, I don't know how similar they are to the supercars, but it's the same, you know, touring car discipline. So I would think that 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 Australian touring car background that McLaughlin has could be translatable to an open wheel car in, in some degree. Yeah, like you said, it worked. It worked for Wickens. He was lightning fast right out of the gates. Um, so, um, and he had the final race last year to, to get his feet wet, you know, at, at St. Pete. And um, <clears throat> the result wasn't exact, wasn't really there, but pretty tough race to, you know, to start, jump on a tight road course like that. And um, so he's yep. got, you know, and he's looking good in testing. And if he, if he wasn't the real deal, I don't think uh, Mr. Penske would have, would have signed him up. So, yeah, you know, um, I think there's yep, and then definitely high expectations. Yeah, you know, the other three cars are uh, the other three drivers on that team are Newgarden, and Power, and Pagano, and I think he could uh, make a reasonable argument that any one of those three guys could wind up being the champions at the end of this season. For sure, I mean, Pagano just two years ago was the champ, right? I think it was two, maybe three. Yep. Power, I, don't, I forget how many he's won, but I mean one of the winningest drivers in IndyCar history. So uh, we yep. know he can, he can do it. And then I think Joseph Newgarden is, you know, I, I would go on a limb and say he's a little bit underrated almost. I mean, the guy's incredible. And, um, you know, if we were going to make predictions on who's going to win the championship this year, uh, he'd be one of my choices. So I'd say I'm, I'm going to go, I will make a prediction out of the Penske's. I'm going to take Newgarden. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he was of the Penske's. He was the best last year. He almost ran down Dixon for the championship. Um, but yeah, the other, I mean, I think he's, he's got an 8,500 win in his future too. I think that guy's going to have his face on the Borg Warner trophy before he retires. Yeah. I mean, so this might be the year. So there is, um, there, that's the list. Uh, there is another driver, RC Anderson who I think is entered for the 500. I'm not sure why he didn't make that list. Um, yeah. Trying to find the name of his team. Yeah. No, I, I was forget. just looking at this earlier. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know what you're talking about. I think this was just recently confirmed. Yeah, I can't find it. <clears throat> but um, yeah, <clears throat> I think there's a good chance he'll be entered into the 500 and then if he does well there, maybe get a couple other races. Yeah. I think it's worth noting as well that the three guys going for rookie of the year this year are Jimmy Johnson, one of the most winning stock car drivers ever. Roman Grosjean coming from a long successful career in formula one and Scott McLaughlin, who is just the champion in the Australian V8 supercars. You know, none, none of those guys are your traditional coming up through the ladder, young hotshot rookie, but, uh, Oh, great drivers. That's just an interesting rookie class. That is very diverse. Um, yeah. So top, I found it. I think it's Top Gun is what they're calling themselves, Top Gun. And they talked about um, entering last year, were unable to put it together. So we're hoping mm -hmm. Top Gun um, Motorsport, I believe, is the official name. Top Gun Racing. Yeah. So good luck to Top Gun. Hopefully we see R.C. Anderson in the lineup too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, good result at Indy could springboard 
uh, more entries in the future. So, so why don't you, do um, why don't we each take, let's wrote, let's um, each pick a driver to win the championship. Okay, and then whoever tough, you take, yeah. I won't take and vice versa. Who do you want to go first? Okay. Yeah. I, I oh, <laughs> this is tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go with like, I don't want to go with Dixon or Newgarden because those are, they're great last years. Those are easy choices, you know? Um, let me look over the entry list a little bit here. I would say, if not Newgarden from Penske, maybe Pagano, but I don't know. I think like, I think I've got to lean on one of the Andretti guys this year. Um, yeah, I'll go with Rossi. You know that guy's hungry. He's 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 been great. He's been right there in contention before. Um, All right, well, he's let's got have a plenty little... of IndyCar experience at this point. Yep. Let's have a little draft. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll take Newgarden. Okay. You're up again. Okay. How many, okay, how three, many are you taking? Three each. Three, three each? Yes. Okay, yeah. So the starting lineup for Michael Henderson Racing is going to be Alex Rossi. Um, I'll, I'll, back, I'll, I'll go with Robin Miller like we were talking about earlier and take a ward as well. Okay, I'll take Colton Herta. Okay. And then let me see here. Uh well I'll take Scott Dixon then. Okay. Well then I'll take um <laughs> <let's see. laughs> give me a sec. So I got Newgarden, yep. I got Herda. And I believe I'll just go with uh well I think it'd be I think um it's a long shot, but I'm gonna go Renus VK just because he's so exciting to watch. But yeah, I, I don't know that cool he's pick. gonna find the consistency to be a champ. But um, I think he'll get a couple wins. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I do think that's a little bit of a long shot. But um, I mean, you I, never know. I guess a safer pick would would be to take a different Penske. But I've already got one, so I'll go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with uh, yeah the youngster Renus VK. Cool, I All like right. it. How about a quick preview? Sweet, that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Barber real quick because it's coming right up. Um, again, no, I was looking earlier today. I couldn't find any odds posted yet, but I did dig through Racing Reference a little bit to just kind of find, like, see if, you know, before the odds are posted, before my my uh, I, idea of who's going to be fast this weekend is influenced by what the odds makers think, it looks to me like the past couple of years, James Hinchcliffe has run really well at this track. He hasn't won. I think he has won before, but it's been a few years, um, but pretty consistently top five. And so, you know, I see no reason. Well, okay. I'm looking at it now. I don't think it, he hasn't won here before, but I, yeah, I, I see no reason why he isn't going to follow it up with another top five this year. And honestly, maybe just show up and, and be one of the faster guys. Yeah. He might be a good, he, if we could find some odds, he'd probably be a smart bet because he's. Well, that's what I'm thinking, you know, yeah. is I, I would guess that he's going to come out around anywhere between seven to one and 14 to one or something. You know, he's not going to be a, a, an odds on favorite, but depending on where, it, you know, what odds he winds up getting, I think that could be worth a little sprinkle. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe somebody will post him. Keep an eye on Bogota. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's um, kind of a condensed weekend. They don't hit the track until Saturday. Am I reading that right? 
Yeah, Saturday. Um, P1, Saturday morning, P2, uh, and then qualifying, and then um, a warm-up on Sunday, and then the race at, at uh, 2.35, I think, Central Time. Anyway, yep. there's in the forecast, there's some, some weather. It looks like it's going to be cool, maybe wet. And um, I think that's going to make it a little tougher on the people with less experience, less seat time. So um, I expect this one to go to the veterans, uh, although you never know. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait to see how this this weekend plays out. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm psyched. Um, Yeah. It's it's tough to – I'm curious what the odds makers are going to come up with as well. like to have some practice times and qualifying times and stuff and just yeah just even before the race to see where these guys are stacking up early in the season all right finally here yeah okay well we'll be back um with the recap of the race once it's all said and done we'll do our review uh and um we'll post that one next week so everybody enjoy the race thanks for sticking with us if you're still here Yep, it's going to be a great season. we got a stacked, stacked lineup of teams and drivers this year. That is for sure. Over and out. We took this trip to Garden Grove. Smelled like a loo dog inside the van. Oh, yeah. This ain't no funky reggae party. Five dollars.